G'day everyone, this is Rita Join, and welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast, how to turn your passion into a profession. So if you are in a position where you are pursuing a passion, whether you're trying to navigate that uncharted territory of how to turn it into a profession, or if you're simply just trying to go, well, what is my passion? I'm at a crossroads, I'm working in a job, but I don't know what else to do, like if I want to leave it, if I want to pursue something different. If you're in any of those places, you are in the right place because this podcast is all about the journeys, the path, so that you can stand on the shoulders of other giants who have gone down the path that you're wanting to go down and seeing what it's like and seeing if you want to do it and what you can tweak about your own path and customize it to yourself and all that jazz. And so today's episode is a question that I want to answer. And when I received this question, I didn't want to just uh, reply to it and then send it off. I actually wanted to address it on this particular podcast because I think it's just so irrelevant. It's so irrelevant to everyone's life. And the question reads, how can I avoid getting discouraged by my own lack of success? How can I avoid getting discouraged by my own lack of success? So now, I know if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, if you have tried to get into a university or a college that you weren't able to get into a degree that you know what it feels like to be discouraged and not be, feel like a failure, feel like everyone else is making it while you're still trying to scramble, while you're seeing other people uh, getting their degrees or getting third year or fifth year in business and they're doing really well. And you're thinking, when am I going to actually like turn the corner? Like, when is it going to happen for me? And that's when it, it, the discouragement comes because when we start to see that it's not working and it's not working and then we compare ourselves to other people, it kind of piles on the discouragement and the disappointment in our own efforts or in our own results piles on. And so one of the things that I want to talk about is how do we get past being discouraged by our own lack of success? And I want to give some examples and I'm going to give some examples of people who are well-known. And the reason why I'm doing that is because if I speak about my friend, I'm going to speak about my friend, but if I speak about other people that I know personally, then you don't know them and it's just not going to sound, you won't be able to connect. But if I speak about Socrates or if I speak about, uh, who else have I got? Like Jack Ma, like you, you know who they are. So it's just going to resonate a lot better. So I'm going to keep to the people that we all know because they have a platform and that way, it's easy for us to connect to that story versus someone that I know that you don't know. Does that make sense? Okay. So first things first, I know when I get discouraged, when I'm working on something and I don't see the result, and it's happened more often than I can count, and I don't want to count it, but I try and hook on to something. I try and hook on to something because we will find evidence for anything we want to find. We will find evidence for anything we want to believe in. We will find evidence for anything that we want to be true. We will find evidence for that. If you believe that you are hopeless, you will find evidence for it because then your brain will go, remember that, remember that time, remember that time, remember that time. If you believe that you are clever, you're smart, without, you know, not being egotistic, but just, you know, I, you know, I'm, I've got a brain and I can, I can use it. I'm pretty clever. I'm pretty smart. Your brain will find evidence to back you up because your brain will find evidence for anything that you believe in. And so in that moment of discouragement, in that moment of God, who hasn't been there? In that moment of discouragement, 
And the most important thing to do is to hook onto something that you can just like latch yourself onto, like something, a story, a past reference that you did well in something, a teacher who may have said something to you, a comment that's an email that someone gave to you, anything that allows you to just grip onto something. It may not be your own. It may be a YouTube video you watch, a podcast series that you listen to, uh, anything that you can just latch onto that holds onto a belief that you are enough that you're enough to pull this through, you're enough to make this happen, like just to hold on to that because that's all you've got to do. Don't think of a bigger mountain, don't think of all the work that's ahead of you, don't think of all the work that you've done that you didn't get the result because that's going to flat out deflate you. The one thing you want to do is you need to just hook on to something, like literally hook on to, like I've got a, a folder that when people send me their testimonials, that when my work or my emails uh, past clients who have worked with me, current clients that work with me, um, you know, like when I've sent out emails, when I've done, done videos, anyone that's actually sent something that said, this is really helpful, this is made a day, I put that in a folder. And the reason I put those in a folder is because I'm just trying to collect evidence that when I have a down day, that when I have a day of being discouraged, when I have a day that's just like, like not going to plan, I can just pull that out and just read something that just gives me, I'm hooking onto it. Like I'm hooking on and I'm latching onto that because that's all I need to see. And the reason I do that is because, you know, it allows me to just see a bigger picture than my own little um, narrow-minded uh, little, you know, sphere of focus that I've got that's not doing any contribution to anything. In fact, and I've been doing that for quite some time, but I was listening to Jack Ma and he was talking about when he started Alibaba, his, his company, it didn't make money for about three years. Like there was not a dollar made by, from Alibaba. So can you imagine you've got this vision of this multi-million dollar or billion dollar now company, but it's not making any money and it's year three. It hasn't even made $1. And so someone asked him, well, what made you keep going? Like what on earth made you keep going? And his answer was that because I would get emails. I would get emails from people saying, you're helping me. I know you're not making money by putting this platform called Alibaba where I can, but I can sell my stock and that's allowing me to make a living. And somehow you will be repaid for this. I don't know how. So he would get emails from people thanking him for the platform, for this, this invention that he had to have people buy and sell on the Alibaba site. And sure enough, you know, you know they all became multi-multi-millionaires. But the point is that to stick it out for three years and not even make a dollar, that's a hard, that's hard yakka. Like that's hard. And that's your vision's got to be strong enough to pull you through, which is why the second point is how to not to get discouraged by your own lack of success is have evidence, like collect evidence, just like Jack Ma did. Collect evidence of what is, what is working, what is working, like genuinely working. And what feedback are you getting? And is that giving you like fulfillment. Like, yes, you're not making the money, but it's like making you fulfilled. And the second thing is that is even though that, you know, you may not, you may not be getting the results that you want, but do you have something that moves you beyond your self-interest? Like, is there a mission that pulls you rather than a goal that pushes you? In other words, 
one of the biggest reasons um, they did a study and they found that Gallup did a study and they found that 90% of the world's, the globe, the global working population doesn't enjoy what they do. So that's nine out of 10 people in a global working force. So it's not a Canadian problem. It's not an Australian problem. It's not an American problem. It's not a Norwegian. It's a global thing phenomena that nine out of 10 people don't enjoy what they do. And so if that is the case, a lot of the reasons, if you think back to why you've, in, if you've ever enjoyed working somewhere or have had a gig or had your own business that you enjoyed working in, one of the primary reasons in a corporate setting or in working for someone setting is because you've got a really good boss that you enjoy working with. There's a good team that's around you. You like working with that team. Those are the two main criterion that allow people to be happy at work, having a good boss and having good people to work and like it's nice to work around this group of people. And then the third thing is gaining fulfillment. Like there is a purpose to the work. There is meaning being derived from the work. When you've got those three elements in a job or working for someone else or working for your own self, the fulfillment, is, the fulfillment level just exponentially increases. And so the reason why you want to be able to hook onto something other than having a point of reference or a collection of data of people telling you that they enjoy what they do and your work matters and the work, your work makes a difference is that you need to have something that pulls you beyond the money. Like it's, it, there has to be something that pulls you like a mission. There's got to be, you've got to have a mission and not a job, not a job title. When you have a mission, like when, when I think about someone like Jack Ma, who I really do admire because of his backstory of how he failed a quadrillion times, uh, one of the reasons why he could, have, he could have stopped in year three and said, look, this is great that I'm helping everyone and everyone's like, you know, having a great time and, you know, making a great living from this, but I've got to feed my own family. Like there's a point in time where I have to go, like, is this working for me? And what's interesting is if he had been focused on money, he may have just given up in that point because you three, no money, all right, I just got to go try something else. But because he said he had a vision, he had a vision of helping and he had a vision to create a platform that people could buy and sell, that's what kept pulling him. That's what was making him stay in that game, making him stay to and not get discouraged by his own lack of success right? And so when you can have a mission that minuses self-interest, that of course you need to make money. Yes, you need to, you need to do all of that. That's fine. But if that's the only reason, it's going to become very, very um, frustrating, very, very, like as in like, you know, you're going to feel very out of your depth because if you're doing it for the money and you're not getting the money, then why stick around for it, right? But if you're doing it for something beyond that, then you're going to stick around for it because I for what possibility could happen. And there are no guarantees, obviously, but if you can really look at having a mission versus having a job title. Job titles are lawyer, uh, chief executive, um, CFO, CEO, COO, teacher, you know, principal, all those are titles and they're great to have. But if you can see your work beyond a title and serving a mission, serving something that is beyond you that's what creates a pull and that's how those things that you collect those emails or those words of niceties that you receive that's when they all make do make a difference 
And that's how you stay guard and you hook on and you latch on to those things versus sinking in to the feelings of lack or discouragement. And so uh, I was having uh, a coffee with a friend just the other day and her backstory is incredible. Her backstory of how she left her homeland, how she came out with nothing, literally nothing, how she sleeps from one place to another to just try and make things her, her, her goal, you know, her passion in life, which is sustainability and the environment and how she wants to make that happen. But in doing that, she can't have a full-time job and support the cause for her, for her. And so she risks, you know, sleeping on friends' couches, friends' living rooms so that she can go out and she can do this cause, right? And when we work for a title, it kind of, um, you know, it's like the money thing. You know, we're working for that title. But when we're working for a mission, that's why someone like my friend can go for, for days on end and sleeping on someone's couch and another person's couch, another person's couch. And she actually said to me something so beautiful. She said, you have no idea what a blessing it is to wake up every morning and know that your toothbrush is in the same place every day. She said, you have no idea what a blessing it is to wake up every morning and have your toothbrush in the same place every day. Because she goes, when I wake up, I'm in someone else's, in another friend's place, and I've slept on their couch. I'm like, did I bring my toothbrush? Did I not bring my toothbrush? Did I live at the other place? And just trying to get her bearings of like, this is the truth. This is someone else's house. You know, she feels a bit awkward. But she's putting all her money and all her resources towards this thing she's got for sustainability, which I think is just brilliant. And I, I said to her, I said, you're going like, to like knock this out of the park because if you've got this much grit to sacrifice so much for this vision that you've got, it's only, it, it's, it's just going to, it's like an, it's inevitable. Like it's totally inevitable. Like you're going to just outwork, outdo everyone just simply by your level of grit and your level of pull for this mission, like just that alone forget anything else. And so she can focus on, and which she has at times been very discouraged and focused on, you know, is this getting anywhere? But at the end of the day, she's getting now this pool of people telling her how great her work is, of how well she's doing. So she's collecting that mentally. She's collecting all of that and pulling all that together. She's been recognized with awards and she's basically hooking onto that mission. Like that's really all she's doing, even though she's sacrificing her convenience and her comfort and she's uh, traveling from friend's house to friend's house, sleeping on couches. So she can save that money of where she would spend it and um, feed her cause, feed her mission, feed her work of sustainability. So it's just another example of just being able to hook on to something and then focusing not on a job title, but on a mission or a vision that, that serves beyond you. And I just want to go through some examples of people who have done that. So the question is for those who, um, who are jumping on board right now is how can I avoid getting discouraged by my own lack of success? How can I avoid being discouraged? And so I've just spoken about Jack Mara and my friend who, uh, who are looking outside and how you have to hook onto things. But here's some more examples. Because remember when I was saying to you that, you know, I can talk about people that I know but that's not going to create a connection for you. So I'm going to use some uh, names who have been famous so that we can create that connection together. So do you remember uh, Colonel Sanders? Do you remember Colonel Sanders? The KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. 
Now, his name was Harlan D Davis Sanders before he became Colonel Sanders. Harlan Davis Sanders was right into his 60s and he submitted his chicken recipe to over 1,009 restaurants before he found a buyer. Now, 1,009, lack of success, lack of success, discouragement, just, it took 1,009. I mean, I don't know how many people would continue after 10 people said no? How many people would continue after 15 people said no? How many people would continue after 150 said no? How many people continue after 500 people said no? How many people would continue after, oh, I don't know, 800 people said no? But 1,009? That's just an example of hooking onto something that is, you know, that's, you're not sinking into your own discouragement and not focusing on that lack of success and that and that takes skill I think that takes a lot of skill it takes a lot of laser focus not just any kind of focus but like a laser like this is what I've got this is like my like just like sharp focus right and then we've got someone like Socrates now, Socrates has been taught and has been read about and his theories, like, till this day. Yet, when his ideas came about, he was sentenced to death because his New Age ideas branded him as an immoral corrupter of youth. Although his death prevented him from continuing his work, history has immortalised his work. Like, can you imagine, like, people saying that what you're teaching, uh, which is about philosophy is wrong and it's going to corrupt people and you're a bad person but he's like i'm not trying to tell anyone to kill someone i'm not saying that you should create he's just trying to just teach he's just he was just a teacher of philosophy so let's keep going we've got someone like van gogh i mean oh my goodness van gogh just like like constantly like he just outdoes it because throughout his whole life he only sold one painting van gogh vincent van gogh only sold one painting and that was to a close friend but he kept on painting and he painted over 800 pieces while starving and often destitute. And nowadays, the, his work sell for hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, this is not to become poverty-stricken and destitute. That's not what this is about. This is about when you have a mission, you don't seem to focus on what, there's, what doesn't exist. You tend to focus on what the pool is. And I don't know what Van Gogh's pool would have been. I don't know what mission he had. I don't know what vision he had. But he, in his DNA, could not breathe if he didn't paint. That's what it tells me. That if he only sold one painting throughout his life and he painted 800 paintings, it just tells me that in his DNA, he had a gift of, this, of artistry and it was like breathing for him. It, there was no choice. And that's when it, when it gets to that level, like that's when the mission like pulls at you and you latch onto that versus I'm not enough. Maybe I should just go and sweep some floors. You know, Van Gogh might've thought to himself, maybe I just can just earn some money so I can eat. But each of themselves, and, then, and I'm not saying go and become destitute or poverty stricken. I'm saying that's how strong of a pull when you find your gift is and you latch it onto a mission uh, beyond your self-interest. Okay. So now let's go. Last example is Steven Spielberg. 
So after high school, Spielberg was rejected three times from the University of Southern California School of Theatre, Film and Television. After attending California State University, he subsequently dropped out and pursued directing without a degree. Can you imagine, like, the film school is saying, you're not good enough, you're not good enough. And then he gets into a, another film school and he's like, well, this is just not what, what it's supposed to be about. He drops out and he just decides to direct without any qualification. And really, the results speak for themselves. I mean, who does, hasn't heard of Steven Spielberg being a director if you've watched any movie that comes out of America, right? Like, you've heard of Steven Spielberg as a very famous director for that reason because he he ran his own race and he carved his own path and there were no guarantees but he could have the lack of success in the beginning for him could have gotten him extremely discouraged and thought maybe film school's not for me maybe maybe I should just go and do I don't know anthropology or something you know what I mean like what anything else but because he kept latched on to something that put his focus and he found his brain found evidence for something that he wanted to be true, which was he had a shot at directing. And as long as he could latch onto that and focus on that, I th- that's the feeling I believe that pulled him through and got him to where he is now eventually. I mean, obviously there was things along the way, but that's really the crux of it. So in answer to my ADLQ, thank you to the questioner who sent me this question. How can you avoid being discouraged by your own lack of success is to build a pool of success stories, testimonials about yourself, about people that have spoken to you, have emailed you, who have told you how your work has made an impact. And then secondly, latch onto something, a mission and not a job title. Latch onto a mission and not a job title. And that's how you focus on the task at hand, the path at hand, and how you can accelerate the speed at which you're going and be able to reflect and be able to really ground yourself in where you are versus being scattered and disillusioned and disappointed because you feel there's a lack of success, but you just don't know where that corner turn is. None of us do. But if we just fulfill the mission, the mission that we give that that really sinks to our heart, that makes us feel that we can contribute the most, that's when the difference is being made already. Even though the physical results on there, the fact that we're still going, that's a result in itself and that's the effort. The effort speaks higher than the result because it's the effort that creates the character and who we are. So I hope that's been a helpful aid to your cue. Thank you so much for the question. If anyone has any questions that they would like answered, that they would like discussed, that they would like some insight on, please do email me. It's Rita at unboxyourgift.com. That's R-I-T-A at unboxyourgift.com. Please make sure to subscribe if you're enjoying this podcast. And if you're watching the video itself, then please do subscribe to the channel. Uh, and also, yeah, if you have any comments, I would love to hear from you because this is all an interaction thing that your passion and putting that into a profession, that's a living, breathing, everyday event that takes place, that gets shaped every single day. And I, I love and I love the honour of having the privilege of taking you through that journey and assisting you in any way, shape or form and being able to build insight into that journey for you. So thank you so much for joining me. And as always, my advice to myself and to you, 
is that life is a gift. Together, let's unbox it.